0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good God. This is another good day for this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you. I'm going to rejoice and be glad that I'm alive living in it. Good, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast. I'm Arthur Pearlie Martin, a Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Yes, you already know. We're getting ready to go on the inside because Jesus is interested on the inside he said man looks at the outside but God says I'm looking on the inside you know he told the Pharisees he said the cup the outside is clean but you know what the inside is like dead man bones we got to go on the inside because our motive has to be right for whatever it is that we do for the Lord how many of you know that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance so we can have the gifts and the callings operate in our lives and not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ All right, because he's not going to take it back Uh, We can use it for whoever we yield our members to, but we want to make sure that our heart is filled with the love. Uh, We want to make sure that we have a heart of love so that whatever we do in word or deed, that our motive will be um, a love. Because we can prophesy, we can have faith to move mountains. uh, But Corinthians um, Corinthians tells us, that without love, we're just a tingling brass. so we want to go on the inside, and we want to make sure that our motive is God' motive, and that our heart is filled with love, and um, so we can go on in, and, and uh, possess the promised land, um, to that, you know, I gotta know, I gotta know, I gotta know, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nosy like that, and I got to know, um, I got to say to you, I really dropped in today to exhort you, encourage you, and to remind you, and to rebuke you. Yes, 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 yes. Remember, God chastised those that he loved, right? But I I really dropped in because I really, really, really got to know. I got to say to you, I got to encourage you, and I got to remind you. Mind you, not to let what you can't do keep you from what you can do. Are you letting what you can't do keep you from what you can do? We're getting ready to dig into this. You already know we finna go on. We finna go in. We're getting ready to go in because Jesus always deals with people from the inside out. How many of you know that the real us is the spirit and he wants our heart to be right? He wants our heart to be pure. We say it all the time, Lord, created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. This podcast is for mature audience only. Are you ready to grow from faith to faith? Are you ready to dig into those inner issues so we can grow another notch? If so, let's get ready. Father God, we just thank you for being in the middle of us, for being in the midst of us, where two or three are joined together. There you are with us, Lord God. And Father God, you say that you wish that none should perish and those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, you say you would not leave us comfortless, but you would leave us with a comforter. You would not leave us as orphans, but you would leave us a comforter called the Holy Ghost. He will lead us and guide us and direct us until everything that's true, he will teach us. And Father God, we ask, Father, as we release your word, Father, that you will watch over your word, like you said, and you will perform it. For you said, if we continue in your word, Father, we are your disciples indeed, and we shall know the truth, Father, and that your truth, you promise that as we learn your truth, that your truth will set us free, Father. So we come together in your holy name. We come together. We assemble ourselves and we sit at your feet and we humble our heart, Father. We raise our hand and we bow our heart and we say, Lord, we surrender to you. And we come before you, Lord God. We submit ourselves unto you because you said you resist the proud but you give grace to those that are humble. And so we come to you, Father, with humble hearts, saying, Lord, not our will, Father. We don't want what we Want, we want what you want, not our way, Lord. We don't want our way, we want your way, Father. And so, we come to you, Father, and with a surrendered heart, saying, Lord, let your will be done in our lives, Father. We thank you, we ask that you take the blinders off the eyes so the people can see, and we take the um open their ears so people can hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying Father God and I ask that you just anoint my lips so when I speak Father that you will speak through me that that we will have a ram up word Father you said that when we hunger and thirst after the righteousness Lord God that you will fill us so we come before you Father God not just to hear not so just so we can learn some more scriptures or know some more stuff but Father we come before you because we want to be a doer of your word because we want to do exactly what you said. We want to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory Father God. And so we come to you Father for for we surrender our will and we say not our will. We submit ourselves to you Father. And because you said when we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God Father you said we can resist the devil and he will have to flee. So we come before you today with an humble heart submitting ourselves to you, submitting our will, submitting our way to you Lord God knowing that because we're submitting to you, that the devil will have to leave our lives, Father. And as we learn some new truth today, Father, that this truth is going to set us free in Jesus' name, for who the Son set free is free indeed. And Father God, uh, in Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you, Father, that you who promise cannot lie, that you watch over your word to perform it. In Jesus' name. You guys, once again, thank you all so much for joining in. This is Arthur Parley Martin coming to you with biblical principles, that's what for inner healing. This is where he wants to go. You already know, but I need you to promise me that when correction comes, you won't run. Because you know what? When God chastises us, it's because he's loving on us. There's no condemnation here. There's no condemnation here. For my heart desire is to see people saved, set free, and delivered, and to see people raised up walking in the transformation power of God. people, My heart desires to see people being transformed and changed by the word of God. But God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So how many of you know we got to find out what the truth is? Because those areas in our lives, which we all have, because nobody knows it all, those areas in our lives that we don't know is the areas in our lives that the enemy is gaining access into our lives through our ignorance. Okay, so we're getting ready to get in and we're going to expose some more of um, his trickeries and his evil devices. And um, my subject title today is, Don't Let What You Can't Do Keep You From Doing What You Can Do. <laughs> and um, remember that God told us, he told us in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians I mean, Colossians one and nine, and he said to he said, uh, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfect in your weakness." Why is this? Because when we can't, when we admit that we can't do it, then that releases the power of God to manifest in us. Because He resists the proud. Because He said, "Remember in Zechariah four and six, is not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit," says the Lord. What are you? What are you making excuses for? Don't let your can't keep you from what you can. God tells us in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. NLT said, "My grace, not only is my grace sufficient, but my power is made perfect in your weakness. I can do, I'm sorry. Let me find get that right. Colossians 1 and 9 says, but my grace is sufficient. Right? Uh, and my power is perfect in weakness because when we let the weak say that they're, they're strong. Right? Let me find the scripture that I'm looking for here. Where it says, God has said to us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? We know that scripture very well. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's in Philippians 4 and 13. He says, I can do, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The 12th verse says, I know how to live humbly and I know how to abound. I'm accustomed to any and every situation to being filled and being hungry or having plenty and having none. Me. And then Philippians 4, that was Philippians 4 and 12. Philippians 4 and 13 says, um, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's going to be my subject title today. Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, but when we don't believe that God is going to strengthen us and we believe that it's going to be our, by our might and our power, we tend to um, be fearful and afraid because we don't realize that it's not us that has to do the work. It's God that's going to do the work through us. Give me one second here. I'm going to talk to you about... Um, Don't let your can't keep you from doing what you can. And how we sometimes make excuses based upon what we can't do instead of what we can do. God is never going to ask you to do something that he has not prepared and equipped us to do. So we don't have to be afraid to do whatever God has asked us to do. A prophetic word can come through. Okay. God gave the children of Israel a prophetic word. He told them that they was going, he was going to give them the land. That they was going to possess the land. He had already—that was the prophetic word—that that he was going to give them the land. Okay, but before he could bring the children of Israel into their position, he had to bring their leader Moses into his position. And Moses, when God came to call Moses to, to, to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. In Exodus 4 10 through 17, when you guys get time, please read that chapter, uh, this whole entire chapter, Exodus 4. I'm talking about don't let what you can't do keep you from what you can do. Because God has said we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4 and 13. Are you making excuses for what you can't do? Because that's what Moses did. Moses, the Lord was telling Moses what all he wanted to do. And Moses was telling God what he couldn't do. God was telling Moses what he could do. And Moses was telling God what he couldn't do. Moses was saying, you know, I, I don't have eloquent of speech. You know, I got this stuttering problem. You know, I can't talk well. I can't speak well. But God wasn't but he was telling them, how many of you have got a word from the Lord and God is telling you what you can do, but you're trying to tell God what you can't do. You say, well, I can't do this yet because I don't have this website and I, and I can't do this God because I don't have the money and, and I can't do this God because, you know, I have this affliction and I have this illness and I can't do this God because, you know, I'm paralyzed and I can't do this God. But it's like we're telling God what like God don't already know these things. But how many of you know that our healing and our deliverance and all this stuff is connected to our obedience? He said, when we're willing and obedient, we're going to eat the good of the land. We're not telling God nothing that we don't know. He doesn't know. Moses wasn't telling God that nothing he didn't know. God knew when he called Moses that he had a speech impediment. He knew he couldn't speak very well but that still didn't keep him from calling him because when God created him that's what he put inside of him. How many of you know that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance? This means that when God creates us, he puts everything already inside of us. And so I like to tell people that we uh God he did not create us to fail. We are prepared and equipped to do any and everything that God asks us to do. But like Moses, when we start to look at our ability, we Tend, we tend to forget about that it's God who's going to strengthen us to do whatever he's asked us to do you say um, I need you to preach to the people and you say well Lord first I gotta i be able to get up out of my bed and I gotta and I gotta be able to do this and I gotta be no he said well what is it you have in your hand now we got so much technology that um, when you're in the grocery store you could when you're preaching to the lady in front of the standing in front of you or um, you. now we got Facebook Live and we can we can preach to people through posts uh, Facebook posts, we got social media we, there's so many different ways and even before the technology there was always ways um, but Moses had to go and get the strategy of God as to how they were going to go in and possess the land and so when God tells us to do something, then we need to go and say, Lord, well, give me wisdom and show me how to do what you want me to do. Because, Lord, we're not trying to resist you. We're, we want to walk with you because we're fully convinced that the plans that you have for us are good and not evil. And so when we don't know how to do what God is asking us to do, then we make excuses and we become frustrated and we do nothing because we don't know how to do. Because we, we're looking at our can'ts instead of our cans. And when God tells us that we can do something, that means, or he tells us to do something or he asks us to do something, that means he's going to strengthen us and he's going to grace us to do whatever he asks us to do. Despise not the days of small beginnings. I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest tricks that the devil used. The devil make you think that you can't preach because you don't have a pulpit. And God is saying, your job is your pulpit. See, that was all part of your preparation. Despise not the days of small beginnings. Moses was prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry when he was back there tending sheep for 40 years. <laughs> he was then, they say sheep is some of the dumbest animals in the world. They wander off a few feet, they don't even know how to turn around and come back. Do you know how much patience that takes to handle, to deal with a sheep? <laughs> so God was preparing Moses and equipping Moses. For the work, he was already prepared and equipped for the work when God called him into full time ministry. But all the the other time, that was training. When he had him back there tending to them sheep, he was training him. He was teaching them patience. He was teaching them kindness. He was teaching them gentleness, because you got to be all of that when you're dealing with somebody that's really ignorant, right? Jesus said, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge." So we're ignorant. We're all ignorant in some area of our lives because no one knows everything, right? Ignorance is not a bad thing. It's something that can be corrected with information and instructions. So he had to be really patient dealing with those sheep, I said, all day long. So about when it was time, when God saw that the time was right to call him in, to trust him with something bigger, because promotion comes from the Lord. How many of you know that? We don't have to be people pleasers, and we don't have to be men pleasers, and we don't to try to please our boss. What we have to focus on is being pleasing unto the Lord. And every time we are obedient with the small things and the, okay, I need you to do this. Okay, I need you to put the buggy back. Okay, I need you to pick that up off the floor. Okay, I need you. This is God training us. And every time we're doing what he say, despise not the days, of small beginning. God will add to us. If if we're faithful over a little, if we're faithful over the one person, the two person, the three, then God will add to us. If, you know, the purpose of the gifts is not just so we can sit around and say we're gifted. The purpose of the gift is to give to others. So our gifts will grow as we use them. As we grow, as we share our gifts and as we share our talents, he will multiply the gifts and the talents. Isn't that what he did in the parable of the sower? But if we bear our gifts and we bear our talents, they're not going to multiply and grow. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're serving to. In other words, I can use my gift and I can use it to glorify the devil, you know, by some of the things that I sing or do or whatever. Or I can use my uh, my gifts, that same mind, that same gift, and I can use it so that God can get the glory. A lot of times you'll see people in the secular world and they'll be up there. Well, I want to give God glory for the gift. Okay, the gift comes from them, but is the gift glorifying God? When people hear the gift, does it draw them to God or does it draw them to you? Is the gift glorifying God? Remember, whatever we do in word or deed, whether we're singing a song, writing a book, whatever it is, whatever the gift is, when the gift when uh, the gift should be glorifying God. If I'm up here singing a song and I'm cussing, calling people all kinds of names, and that gift does not come from God. I mean, it's not glorifying God. It's a gift and it's a talent, but it, the gift does not glorify God. This is why. Um, When Christ is lifted up, it's going to draw people to him. But when we're lifted up, it's going to draw people to us. And so that's how we get into people worship. (laughs) Because when the gift, when Christ is being lifted up, it's going to draw people to him. But when people are being lifted up, they're going to worship the gift. They're, They're worshiping the gift. They don't even know the person. They're screaming over this person and they're passing out over this person because of the gift. Because they don't know them from a man on the moon. They're worshiping the gift. We need to worship the giver and not the gift. This is why God never said you'll know them by their gifts and their callings. He said you'll know them by their fruit. Because people can operate in all kinds of can You can be a prophet and you can prophesy. You can be apostle and you can apostleize. You can be a teacher and you can teach. And you can do all these things. Why? Because the gift comes from God. We don't worship the gift. We worship the giver. Right? So he didn't say he'll know them by that because God put that in us. This is why he told the apostles when they were so excited, they cast out devils and they came back telling Jesus said, you don't need to rejoice that you're able to cast out demons. You need to rejoice that your name is written in the book of the Lamb book of life because you had something to do with that. See the the devils came out because of me, not because of you and we need to set that order, set that straight. So this is why I'm talking about the inner issues Because the fruits of the spirit is in us. And Jesus said, you're going to know them by their fruit. He didn't say you're going to know them by how well they prophesy. He didn't say you're going to know them by how well they teach. He didn't say you're going to know them by how well they sing, how well they preach. Or he didn't even say you're going to know them by their works. He said you're going to know them by their fruits. Don't let, I'm I'm trying to stick with it here, Uh, but I'm going to flow wherever the Holy Spirit takes me. Don't let what you can't do keep you from what you can do. Um, so Moses was prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry um before before God called him into the ministry. And he um God trained him, like I said, by taking care of the sheep. But Moses began to make excuses as to why he couldn't do what he was doing. Like God didn't know. Well, God, I can't do this because I I need a a bigger place. God, I can't do this because I need, I need money to um. To, to pay for this and God again well see God is not asking you for what you can't do he's asking you to do what you can do so what we need to do is say okay Lord here I am I'm I'm paralyzed what can I do show me what can I do to bring glory to you because I'm here still on this earth because you still have a good plan and purpose for me because we are all a, God, a part of God's plan right every joint supplies a need God created everything and everybody on purpose for a purpose With a purpose. So we need to find out what our purpose is. Okay, God, here I am. And whatever we do in word or deed, we have to do it unto the Lord so he will receive the glory. Right? So look at what you're doing and ask yourself, does this bring glory to God? If this is not bringing glory to God, then that means I'm not using this gift to glorify God. And when we're not using our gifts to glorify God, it's not drawing people to God, it's drawing people to us. And that's not definitely not what we want. We don't want to be puffed up and prideful, right? That's what the devil wants. He wants us to boast within ourselves. So Moses was here making excuses for what he couldn't do. Are you making excuses for what the... Start with what you have. Despise not the days of small beginnings. Some people... Because delayed obedience is disobedience. Okay, you're looking at the bigger picture. You know, the Lord didn't, he done gave the children of Israel a word that he said, I'm going to take you into the, I'm going to give you the land, the promised land, the land of flowing milk and honey. And that's God's promise to us too. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, I am the good shepherd. And I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. Don't be discouraged by what you can't do. But ask God to give you wisdom to show you what you can do. He said to Moses, Moses, what is that you got in your hand? He's like, the people aren't going to believe me. They're not going to believe that you were sent by me. He said, what's that you got in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, take that rod and throw it down. And he threw it down and turned into a snake. You know, and so he had signs and wonders to follow Moses, to encourage Moses, too, to let him know that he was with him. But also for the people to know and believe that God was with Moses. What is it you have in your hand? God is just asking you for what you th- he's asking you for what you have, and there's things inside of us that we're not going to discover until we do what he said the first time. One word activates another word, one word activates another word. And Moses, even though God had told Moses everything, he told him that he was going to deliver the people and he was going to take them into the land floor with milk and honey. That was a prophetic word he told Moses what he was going to do okay and some of us have words prophetic words a lot of us listen to Apostle Joshua Giles a lot of us have uh, prophetic words a lot of us been getting prophetic words but we have a part to play in order for that word to come to pass we have a part Um, uh, Elijah went to the widower's house and he told her he said you know what I need you to bake me a cake first bake me a cake first And then after I eat, you know you're going to be able to eat. Bake me a cake first. You and your son is not going to die. Bake me a cake first. He came. The prophet came. The prophet had a prophetic word. Don't let let the words lie dormant. Because prophecy can be given and unfulfilled if we don't do our part. We have a part to play. So the, a lot of times I hear the, uh, the prophets say, build. It's time to move. It's time to build. This is the time to possess land. It's time to build. We have a part to play. If we don't do, if whoever received the prophets receives the prophets reward, right? So if we don't do what the word is telling us to do, we're not going to receive the prophetic word. And it's not that it was a false word. It's just that we didn't do our part to cause the word to manifest. The prophet Elijah came to the widower and said, bake me a cake first. Let, bake me a little small cake first. And in other words, your meal barrel is not going to run dry. So the lady, she received the prophet. She believed the prophet and she received the prophet's reward. She did bake him a cake first. And then her and her son was able to eat and our meal barrel never ran dry. but even though the word was true, she still had a choice. She had to decide it's not God is not a genie, okay? Let's get this straight. We have a part to play. Faith without works is dead. Whoever receives a prophet receives a prophet's reward. So we have a part to play. We're not going to just be able to lay there and things happen. We got a part to play. We have to believe that we receive. The first thing we have to do is we have to believe the word when we hear the word. lest some of us have a heart of unbelief like the children of Israel did. He said, the Hebrews 4 and 10 said, take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the head. Right. And he said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For, for who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? So it wasn't those that, it, they, because of their rebellion, they died in the wilderness. What caused the rebellion? The, the heart of unbelief. So God calls a heart of unbelief, an evil heart. So when we hear the word, it's not just even believing. Because faith without works is dead. Because remember the Bible said that even demons believe and tremble. We actually got to do what the words say. We have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. There's no condemnation. Hold on. Wait a minute. You know there's no condemnation in this. We have to be doers of the word if we want to receive the manifestations of the promise. We can have a million prophetic words. But if we don't do our part... It's not going to come to pass. So the Lord says, you're going to meet millions of people. And you say, Lord, but I'm paralyzed. Like, God don't already know that. So he said, uh, Lord, give me wisdom. Show me how I'm going to do this. Or some people say, well, first I got to uh, make sure my finances straight. I got to make sure this is straight. I got..." But Jesus said, leave me alone. Let the, let the dead bear the bread. Come, come on, I need you to follow me now. This, I need you to do this right now. I need you to bake me a cake first now. The, the widow didn't say, Well, I know there was a famine in the land, but the widow didn't say, No, because this is all I have. And if I give it to you, then my son and I go, But you're going to die anyway, because that was all you had. But if you'll give it to me, when it's like the fish and the, the two fish and the five loaves, when, when we put it in the hands of the Lord, He multiplies it. He multiplies the seed that's sown, and He gives seed to the sower. And he multiplies the seed, this song. So we need to take what God has given us. Take that word that he has given us and act on it. If He say build, we need to be building. We need to say, Lord, give me wisdom to show me how to do what I just heard. Show me how to do what I believe. Show me how to do what I know. Because this believing is not enough. We're going to actually have to do what he said. So he gave the, he gave the, uh, Moses, the word, Moses told the people that God is going to give us that land. We're going to possess that land that's flowing with milk and honey. But before we can possess the land, we got to possess our soul. We got to work out the own. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And that's really what my ministry is all about. Our soul prospering inner healing, dealing with those inner issues because before we can do what God say do, we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are. We have to be prepared and equipped. And before we can walk in who we are, we got to know who we are. And this is why the children of Israel were not able to enter in and to possess the land because they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And when God give us a prophetic word and sometimes the word is so big, We can't see it because it's so big. And so, what I say to people is, start with where you are. Don't, 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 don't don't be overwhelmed. Just start with what where you are. Start with what you have. Because you know what, I'm making this recording with my telephone and some. Dollar earphones. Um, I had ordered some microphones from Amazon and that came in. And I'm at the go somewhere and get me some better earplugs. But you know what? I didn't let that stop me. I didn't say um, I can't do this right now because I need to uh, get these earphones. I just he just showed me another way to do it. And I'm like I'm being faithful over the little bit. And so um, God will eventually add to it and make me rule over much. But i didn 't make excuses as to why i couldn't do what I did because I took what I had in my hand and I just began to use it. What is it that you have in your hand? Despise not the days of small beginnings because everything starts with the seed before it grows into a tree. so start with what you have you're saying well, I need to um. I need to get all this stuff together first before I can do that. No, if God has told you to do it, then that means you have something in your hand already. Start with what you have. Despise not the days of small beginnings and don't worry about what the people are going to think because what you're doing is you're exercising your obedience. You're doing what the Lord is telling you to do. God rewards obedience. He gives seeds to the sower. He's rewarding our obedience. There's people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they're trying to make sure they got all their ducks in a row. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with planning and strategy, but make sure that the planning and the strategy you're doing is coming from God and not from you. Because a lot of times we use different excuses to to, uh, not do what he say do. God gives us an idea to do something. one moment God gives us an idea to do something God gives us an idea to do something and we we can't see how to do it and we get all these ideas in our head of all the things that we need to do what God said he said I I need you to start teaching teaching he said, well, Lord, I don't have a pulpit. He said, "We'll teach on Facebook Live. And as we faithful over the little things, God will make us ruler over much. I'm going to stop one second because I just want you to, I want to ask the question. What is it you have in your hand? What's in your hand? Moses had a rod. My God, he was faithful with that rod. God used that rod to perform the signs and wonders. He used that rod to. He told Moses to take it and wave it over the sea. That rod opened up the Red Sea. Man, oh man, he did all this with the rod. When he came to the Red Sea, then oh Lord, he started crying out to the Lord, and the Lord said, Moses, what is that you have in your hand? Why are you crying out to me? Use what you have. I've given you what you need to bring these people. He led these people out of Egypt with a rod, a staff. That's what. That's how he led the shepherd, the sheep with the rod and the staff, right? But um, what I'm saying is, what is it you have in your hand? What are you using for an excuse not to do what God has told you to do? Well, when my, when my um, arthritis get better or when this get better or when that get better or when I get all of this, then I'll do that. Delayed obedience is disobedience. That's not trusting in the Lord. So, uh no condemnation i'm just trying to provoke us i'm really i really am i'm trying to provoke us i am i'm trying to get us to see what what is what is it that what don't let your can't keep you from doing what you can what is it that you can do you know the the, the lepers were healed as they went and some of us aren't healed because we're not being obedient and we're not doing what god has said to do uh, one promise will activate another promise our, our, our faith in god's word our actions the bible says that we have to mix faith with the word so when we hear the word we have to add our faith to the word and then we have to do we have to add our works to our faith we have to do whatever that word say in other words when you get a prophetic word find the action verb <laughs> And whatever the action, if the word is go, then we need to be going. And we need to say, okay, Lord, where do I need to go? The the word said, the prophetic, the prophet said, build. Okay, Lord, so what I, okay, show me how. Show me where. Show me when. You say, well, I need a team. Well, the team starts with you. And then as you go, he'll add people to you. See, we're waiting for everything. But see, we're waiting. Are you waiting in faith? Are you waiting in fear? Moses you know, when he told Peter to step out the boat, he didn't say, well, Lord, um, first, you know, it's kind of windy out here. Let's let's wait for the winds to cease. No, he called him in the condition that he was in. He called him in the condition that he was in. How bad do you want it? Don't let you can't keep you from your can. The lady that had the issue of blood, that was a major situation. I mean, she they could have stoned her to death. She was considered unclean. She wasn't supposed to be in public while she was bleeding. But she didn't care about that. She didn't let her can't keep her from what she could. So she did what she could. She didn't even wait for a ride. She didn't wait for anybody to come along with a donkey to take her to where Jesus was. She had no excuses. She knew. She said if she had more faith in what she, what would happen than what wouldn't ha- what could happen. She said if I could just touch, she knew that she could be stoned to death. But she didn't let that. She didn't let fear keep her from pursuing. What she, what, what she, what, she didn't let her, can't keep her from, from her can, because really her can't was, I can't go out in public because I could be stoned to death because that's against the law. That was the land of the law. I can't go out in public because the law says I could be stoned to death. That was the law of the land, but God's law said if I could just touch. But in order for me to touch him, I'm going to have to be in pursuit of him. Because when I seek him, he said, I will find him. She was seeking him out. She was going to kind of get to where he was so she could get what she needed. She didn't let what she didn't have keep her from what God has said. And so many of us, we're not fulfilling our call. We're not fulfilling our vision because we're looking at what we don't have. Despise not the days of small beginnings. What is it you have in your hand? Start with what you have. And when you start with what you have, then God will add to you what you need. You see, don't worry about you're going to be uh, preaching to nations. That's going to come later. First, you got to preach to your kids and you got to live right from your husband. And, you know, despise not the days of small beginnings. Because it doesn't matter how good you are in the church house. What really matters is how you are in your house. Because the real us, Oh, hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. Okay. Uh, God chastised those that he loved. This is the truth and God's truth will set us free. So Moses, he had to be faithful over the sheep before God. So he had to, before God was willing to release them to the people, He had to be able to trust him with what he had. So he was able to trust him with the sheep. But he was developing character the whole time. He was learning patience. He was learning kindness because he probably wasn't cruel to the sheep because he understood the nature of the sheep. Do you understand the nature of your sheep? Because not all sheep have the same nature. Not all people are the same. So we can't, we got to understand the nature of the sheep. So by the time that the Lord brought Moses to the people, he was prepared and equipped. He didn't even know, he didn't even know how prepared and equipped he was. And and sometimes we are afraid to do what God said, do you don't even know what's all inside of you. You don't. Because a lot of times we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. And this is why it's so important that we learn who we are in Christ. Because in order to walk in who we are in Christ, we have to know who we are in Christ and whose we are in Christ. And as we are delivered from the people, then God can deliver us to the people. So Moses was complaining. He was talking about what he couldn't do. But God knew who moses was because he created him and he knew what he could do let's look for the cans and people and not the cans because god knows what we can do let's see what we can do and stop focusing on what you can't do and start focusing on what you can do when jesus came to heal the man that had been on that bed paralyzed 38 years he asked him do you want to be made whole it was a simple yes or no question But he had grown in in submission to his condition that his condition had became his story. Don't grow in in submission to your condition um, because when we get stuck there, then we can't see how to move any further from there. See, that was his faith. His faith was talking. Jesus said, you want to be made whole? He said, well, I can't because every time someone it's time It's time to go in the water someone steps in front of me and I have no one to carry me into the water but that's not what Jesus asked he didn't ask for an explanation he just, he just wanted a yes or a no because he already knew the story he knew what was going on and, and so that was just the mercy of God he did, God, Lord have mercy on me it was the grace of God that graced him in spite of all the obstacles he healed him he didn't say to him, your faith has made you whole, because he wasn't speaking faith. That was the grace of God. That was the mercy of God. But there were some people that came to Jesus and they got healed. And he said, daughter, your faith, the woman who touched him, he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Not only did she believe if she, that if she could touch him, she would be made whole, but she put action to what she believed. Because she had heard about him, because faith comes by hearing. And then she put works behind her faith by actually going out there in that street and dragging her body to where Christ was so she could just touch the hem of his garment. How many of y'all, that's endurance. That's a fruit of the spirit. Faith is an action word. We act on what we believe. Don't let your can'ts keep you from what you can. If we are willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. So start with what you have, because what the devil does, he wants to get in our vision and keep us from fulfilling our vision. Even though the, uh, even though the prophecy came and even though the prophet speaks on Mondays, and I love Pro- uh, uh, prophet Giles, I love it. Uh, but those words aren't going to come to pass if we don't do what we need to do. So what is my part, Lord? Let's remember. That it's not by might. Zacharias says it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. In other words, God is going to do it through you. He's going to do it through us. So we know it's not in our ability. He said have no confidence in your own arm of flesh. Don't have confidence in your ability. Remember, it's because of me that you live, move, and have our being. Don't have more faith in your can'ts than you do your can. Because Christ has told us in Philippians 4.13 that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But when we forget that it's going to be Christ who strengthens us, we think it's going to be our ability. No, Lord, I can't do that. No, Lord, I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Because your faith is in your ability and not in God's ability. Let your faith rest and God's ability and not your own ability. In other words, if God gives you a word, I had to uh, encourage someone with this. They said that the Lord told them to do something. Okay, I said, so for me, when you say that the Lord told you to do something, I see the whole picture. That means if God said you're gonna, he's going to give you that job, that means they're going to call you for the interview. That means you, they're going to pick you out of the interview. See, because all of that goes together. I don't do half-done stuff, so we can trust Him. We have to trust Him through the entire process. So, if the Lord has given you a word and He's told you to do something, you have to trust the process and follow it through. He's not gonna, uh, if He if He tells you to um, to write a book. That was one thing I said to the Lord. Well, Lord, if you want me to write these books, you're gonna show me how to do it, and He did. I'm simply saying that God provides where he guides. So here he told them, he said, I'm going to give you the land that's flowing with milk and honey. That was a prophetic word. He had already promised them the land, but they had a part to play. They was going to have to go in and possess it. And our part is we're going to have to go in and possess our land. Because it wasn't the the giants that was in the land that kept them from being able to possess the land. But it was the unbelief, the doubt and unbelief in their heart that kept them from being able to possess the land. And that's the same way in our case. It's the doubt and unbelief in our heart that's keeping us from being able to possess the promises that God has promised to us. They was not able to possess the land, not because of the giants. But because of the doubt and unbelief and fear, which is in their heart, they was focused on what they couldn't do instead of what God said they could do. God had already told them that they was going to give them the land, but they they had the prophetic word. It it was true. The word was true. God is true. He said, look, I've given you this. But your part is, you're going to have to go in and possess it. And I'm going to send, I'm going to tell Moses to go send some spies in so I can give you my strategy as to how to do this. So God will give us strategy on how to possess the land. What is your land? What is your promised land? What has God promised to give you? But because we... Don't be like the children of Israel. Hebrews 4 and 10 say, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. And so some of us are discouraged and we're not doing what God said to do. And what we are, we're in disobedience because delayed obedience is disobedience. And God is simply saying, Ask me for wisdom and I'll give you my strategy. I'll show you how to possess the land. But before we can get there, we have to get the doubt out. Because the Bible says it was because of the doubt that wasn't able it to enter into God's rest because of unbelief. It was because of unbelief. So it's unbelief that causes us to make we, us feel like we can't. Don't let what you can't do keep you from what you can do. God says the land is yours. All the promises of God are, is a yes and amen. It's true. The promise, everything that we read in there, we're heirs and doing heirs with Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Well, if you believe it, we got to quit talking about I'm just a wretch. You're not a wretch. You used to be a sinner. But now that we have accepted Jesus Christ, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have to see ourselves the way God sees us or we're going to see ourselves as grasshoppers when it comes to doing what God has told us to do. We're not fear it's going to possess us if we see ourselves like grasshoppers. When Moses sent 12 spies in, 10 came out in doubt and 2 came out in faith. 2 said no, we're well able to possess the land. But the 10 said no, they came back and the Bible said it was an evil report. He called it an evil report. You know why he called it an evil report? Because it was a report of doubt and unbelief. Um, numbers 13, it says, Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadash. They brought back a word to them, to all the congregation, and showed them the fruits that, um, that was in the land. Numbers 13. I'm starting at Numbers 13. I'm going to try to hurry up here because I'm about to run out of time. But what I'm talking about, don't let your cans keep you from your cans. The children of Israel were not able to possess the land because the Bible said they couldn't enter into his rest because of a heart of unbelief. It's our doubt that's keeping us out. Yes, we have the word. Yes, we have the prophetic word. The children of Israel had the prophetic word. God told them that the land was already was theirs. But they wasn't able to possess the land because they had more faith in their camp than in their cans. And when God tells us that we, when he gives us a word, he's going to give us everything we need to be able to fulfill that word. But we have to go in and get his strategy. Lord, give me your wisdom. Show me how to do this. I need your wisdom. He said, come ask me for it. I have your word, now I need a wisdom because I need wisdom to know how to do what I know. So I asked the question do you know how to do what you know? I know what the word of the Lord is. I know that he said that he was going to give me the promised land, but Lord show me how. So he gave Moses wisdom and strategy. He said I'm going to send in some spies to spy out the land. How many of you know that God is strategic? He will show you how. He showed, Moses. He showed Noah how to build the boat, the ark. Excuse me. He gave him strategy. He not only gave him the word to let him know that the flood was coming. That was the prophetic word. The flood was coming. Okay, but I'm going to spare you. Well, Lord, how are you going to spare? This is what I need you to do. So you and your house, I need you to to build an, an ark. You need to come up under the ark of the covenant. Are you in the covenant? Are we up under the ark? Have we accepted Jesus Christ? We need to be in the ark to be saved. And everyone that came in the Ark of the Covenant, they were saved, right? Okay, but that's another lesson. Here, what I'm trying to talk about is, don't let your can keep you from what you can. Don't let the fact, well, Lord, I don't know how to read well. Well, if the Lord said that you was going to be a doctor, then that must mean he's going to teach you how to read. I know people who got to start to read. You see what I'm saying? Well, maybe he's going to give you a tutor. You know, we have to go and say, okay, Lord, I heard what you said, and I believe what you said, but... You know, I mean, in the natural, don't don't none of this look like. Right. That's why we have to live by faith. We got to live by what we believe and not by what we see. Because God calls those things to be not as though they were. He sees what we can't see. Because he's he's the arthur and finisher of our faith. He's a present help in our time of trouble. In other words, he's already in our future. And we haven't gotten there yet. He's the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's not confined by time. He's outside of time. So God sees our future. He knows the plans that he has for us. He's trying to get us to walk in what he has already predestined for us to have. He's already prepared everything to us. And if we will not give up and grow faint, we will reap what we sow. We will receive the promise. We, and we, we must continue to run the race. Don't let your canes keep you from your can. So if God asks you to do something. And in the natural, you say, well, I don't have any of the things that I need to do what you say. Then God is go ask God for wisdom and you'll be surprised. Because if I had waited for my earphones that I had sent off to Amazon, but my my expiration date wasn't right on my card, and so they kept kicking it back. But I couldn't wait for that because I wanted these really good headphones, and I'm I'm still going to probably go order them. I wanted these really good headphones from Amazon, and I thought they were coming, and I was waiting them, but I was still, in the meantime, he said, put some earplugs on and just record on your phone. What is it that you have? What is it that you can do? If you'll start doing what you can do, God will add to you. Start with what you can do. Don't worry, but don't focus on what you can't do. You say, "Well, I'm at home, and I, yeah." I, I was telling this one person. They was like, I, "Well, I want to go around and get my testimonies to different places whenever I get this and that." "I said, no, but you don't have to wait to do all that. Now we got social media. You can you can go on social media, but you see what I'm saying? So you're putting off what you can do. Because you're focusing on what you can't do. And so we think that we have to have all of this to do what God said. Moses said, I can't speak. I stutter. He said, okay, I'm going to give you Aaron. And you're going to, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. And you, t- you put the words in Aaron's mouth. And I'm going to speak through you. And then I'm going to teach you, both you and Aaron, what to do. <laughs> God is not a God of excuses. So when we find ourselves making excuses, know that that's the devil. That's that grasshopper mentality. They said, No, we can't take the land. We went to the land where you sent us, Moses, and and Numbers 13 and 27. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. And it really is flowing with milk and honey, just like God has said. And and of and, the, and, the, and there's a lot of fruit there, just like God had said. So we know that God's word is true. I mean, it's it's like he said, we had never been there before, but yet he gave me us a prophetic word that. The land was going to be flowing with milk and honey. So we arrived at the place. We see the place is real. We see it with our own eyes. That, that prophetic has been fulfilled. Uh, uh, we we see it. And when we went to. Uh, but nevertheless. In Numbers 13, 28. Uh oh. Here come the camp. Twenty-eight. He said nevertheless. The people who dwell in the land are strong. He said the cities are fortitude. And very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites. They all dwelled in the mountains. And the Canaanites, they dwelled by the sea. They had some good reputations for different things. We're not going to get into that right now. Excuse me. And they was along the banks of the Jordan. In verse 30, Numbers 13, 30 says, Then Caleb quieted the crowd before Moses and said, Let us go at once and possess the land. For we are well able to overcome it. Mm. So we had 12 to go in. 10 came out in doubt. Two came out in faith. Caleb and was it Jacob? Joshua. The Caleb said, no, we we're well able to possess the land. He went in in faith. He went in believing what God said. He didn't have a heart of unbelief and doubt. When God give you a word, you got to see it all the way through. Connect the dots. If he told you, That you was going to own a business. And it's gonna be a really large business and it's gonna require a lot of people. You don't wait until you get all of the people. You start with where you are. And as you start with where you are, then the people will come. He will add the people to you. You might have to start off, you might have to do most of the work. You might have to build the website, you might have to you know, file the paperwork, you know, but you don't wait, you don't sit around and wait and say, well, I need someone to come and do this and I need someone to come and do that. No, you do what you can and then God will bring along the side the people to help you to do what you can or to help you to do the things that he didn't assign you to do because you believe it or not, it's bigger than us and we're not going to be able to do everything. But don't sit around and wait for your team. You start with what you have And as you start, as you go, as you go, you will grow. As we go, we will grow. Promotion comes from the Lord, and God adds to stuff. Despise not the days of small beginning. As you go, you will grow. Okay? But we must go in faith. So they was afraid to even go. Even though they had the prophetic word. And they remembered because they came back and said, yep, it really is. It's flowing with milk and honey. They even brought back the evidence. So they know that the word that Moses had told them was true because they came back with the proof. Yet they were still too afraid to possess the land. I'm going to end it here. I'm probably going to pick up tomorrow. All I want to say is don't let your can't keep you from your cans. Do what you can do. What is it you have in your hand? If you're paralyzed, you still have something to offer. Because if we didn't, God wouldn't continue to have you here. So ask Lord, Lord, what is my part in all of this? Because you are a God of purpose, every day you wake me up is because I have a purpose. You wake us up on purpose for a purpose and to fulfill your good purpose. So, God, what is my purpose for today? What is it you want me to do? You know, show me what I can do. Stop focusing on what you can't do and focus on what you can do. Because remember, Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I'm getting ready to end it here, you guys. I didn't get, right, get really be able to say everything I wanted to say, but I do want to exhort you, encourage you, to remind you to do what you can. Focus on your can's and not your can't's. is it you have in your hand? When God asks you to do something, you're going to have what it takes to start it. Even if, you know, you might not have all the parts, but you're going to have enough to get it going. And as you faithful over the little, God is going to add to you the rest of what you need to do, whatever it is he's asked you to do. Because it's always going to be bigger than you. Okay, so I'm going to end it here. Um, Don't let doubt and unbelief keep you from doing what God has called you to do because that's an evil heart. He calls a heart of doubt and unbelief an evil heart because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we don't believe God, it's because we call him a liar. And we don't want to do that. So a heart of unbelief is called an evil heart. There's no condemnation. What it is, what it means, is that we just need to spend more time fellowshipping with the Lord. And on this note, I'm getting ready to end it. Focus on what you can do and not what you can't do. And the Lord is saying to you, what is it you have in your hand? Start with what you have in your hand. For some of you, it's a cell phone. Start preaching and teaching with that cell phone. For some of you, um, I don't know. You know what it is. What is it you got in your hand? Use what you have in your hand. And God will multiply it and cause it to grow. I'm I'm focused on your can'ts, not on your cans, and let's begin to operate on those visions. Quit looking at what you can't do and start focusing on what you can do. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And if when you just step out just a little bit and start being faithful over that little, He's going to make us rule over much. I'm ending it here again. This is Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys be blessed, be so encouraged, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Until tomorrow, I'll speak with you guys again. On tomorrow, let's remember to pray for each other. And we must be busy about the Father's business. Ask God for wisdom so he can show you how to do what you know. You heard the word. You received the word. Say, now, Lord, show me how to do the word. Okay. Let's continue to pray for each other. You guys, join my Facebook page, uh, Pearly Martin Podcast. And I'm ending it right here, right now. Once again, you guys, be blessed and be so, so very encouraging. Share it. It has blessed you in any, uh, any way so we can help pull other people out of the boat and into the work and into the field doing what God say. Circumstances aren't going to always be favorable for us to do what God say, do. Okay, because it don't take faith to be able to do what you can see. It takes faith to do what you can't see. Uh, We walk by faith in what we believe, not by what we see. So, uh, conditions aren't going to be all favorable. All your ducks are not going to always be in order. God just wants you to step out in faith and do what he say. And then he'll begin to add stuff to you. He'll begin to add people to you. He'll begin to do, uh, give you what you need because the provisions are in the, the will. When we get in the will of God, that's where the provisions are. I'm ending it here. You guys, be so blessed. Be encouraged. The provisions are in the will of God. Okay? I'm ending it right here. Focus on what you can and don't focus on what you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4 13.